This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. The, the statistics about autism are staggering. One in 68 kids will develop autism. One in 42 boys. It's the fastest growing developmental disorder in the United States, costing families a, an average of about $60,000 a year, and there's no cure right now. Resources for help are there, but one gentleman is trying to link them all together. Tougher Words is developing an app that will allow families dealing with the disease to have a one-stop location for anything they might have. Questions about it, maybe people to see, resources to tap into. Uh, His website that he has developed is autismvillage.com. And great to have him in the studio. Great to see you again, my friend. It has been, as you said, we both had hair the last time we saw each other. Thanks, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, obviously, the the backstory on this is your, your son uh, has autism. That's right. Uh, and it really, I, I guess, th- this this grabs you. It, it it encompasses most of your life, does it not? Yeah, it sure does. I mean, when I uh, when my son Kirby was diagnosed uh, with with autism, uh, you know, I had a big job in New York and. Uh, um, and life has completely changed since then. So uh, it's all about from the time that the kid's diagnosed until, you know, the, the person's in their mid-20s when we all kind of become who we're going to be when we grow up, that yeah. you have to really make a difference. So you focus on it, and it takes up all your time. So as you say, you you're, you you know dropped your job working in New York City, and now you're working on this uh, this app full time with a Kickstarter campaign, which which you guys have running. That's right. About um, I've been working on it for a little over a year, sort of as a side project. And um, last summer, I dedicated myself to it full time. Uh, Autism Village is a bigger idea with uh, lots of things to come, mm-hmm. but and we're focused on the practical aspects mm-hmm. of uh, living, uh, families living with autism and adults living with autism. So lots of people are working on a cause or what's the cause, what's the cure. Yeah. Um, others are working on educational um, supports, therapy supports, lots of neat things going on there, apps and software. But we're focused on the challenges that families have day to day because it's a, it's an immense you know a burden to try and do the simplest things. Well, and, and you write a blog, uh, which you tell some of your stories, and I, I had a chance to read it over the weekend. Uh, and, and obviously, I would imagine that that writing a blog, in some respects, is is an outlet for you to be able to kind of you know talk a little bit about some of the incidents that you've gone through with with your son Kirby and your family. Uh, in some respects, to help people understand that everybody, there are a lot of people that are involved by this. That's right. I, you know, the blog came out actually out of uh, just active Facebook post. I was, yeah. I was, I was chased and encouraged <laughs> to turn my uh, my longer Facebook posts into a blog. So I started a little little while ago, and I'm, I joke that the blog posts essentially write themselves. There's something every week yeah. uh, with Kirby that's. Um, you know that that creates a good story. The uh, uh, the the two weeks ago he set set a bunch of toys on fire that he oh, saw, saw on YouTube and and uh, so so we had some exciting time there with that. But you know uh, there was that week's blog post. So they they kind of they kind of write themselves. We're talking with uh, Tougher Words, who is uh, his uh, app that he is developing right now is to help uh, families who are dealing with autism. And, and in terms of what the app 
will be. I guess the the best uh, uh, explanation I saw is it's kind of like Yelp in some respects, right? That's right. It's like it's a ratings and review app like Yelp or like TripAdvisor, but specifically for the autism community. So um, literally it'll work anywhere in the world that people adopt it, and um, oh, it'll accept any input that people put in. So whether it's a playground or whether it's a, a pizza shop with gluten-free pizza or a movie theater that that understands or has uh, times of showings where they don't dim the lights and the sound levels are a little lower hmm. or, uh, you know, a restaurant with great wait staff or, or more therapeutic stuff like, a, you know, a schools or doctors or therapists or even just a playground that's properly fenced, doesn't have a, a pond or something. So anything can go in the app and people can rate it and review it just like in Yelp or TripAdvisor. That's amazing to be able to do that. And obviously this is something that, you know, maybe 10 years ago you couldn't even have uh, really thought about putting together. But obviously with the growth of the Internet and being able to do that, th- th- it, it provides you the opportunity to be able to kind of open this door for, for millions of people around the globe to be able to input this information and the same way, millions of people to be able to use this information. That's right. I mean, essentially, all we're doing is we're taking what uh, autism families do naturally, you know, PTA meetings or school meetings or uh, therapy group meetings where autism parents gather. A lot of the topic is, do you know a place or what's a good place for this or what's a good place for that? So um, all we're doing is trying to codify that and make it work anywhere. Yeah, you know, because um, you kind of got it. You, you, you might get it down that way around where you live, but uh, you go to, you know, you go somewhere else, or you're traveling, or you're visiting in-laws or relatives or whatever. Um, how do you know? Yeah, especially when you're traveling around when you really don't know the the, the location that you're in, uh, except maybe the cursory thing like if you're going to Disney World. You know, That's if you're right. taking your kids down there, you'd like to know where what your options are when you're when you're down there, or if you're going, you know. To St. Louis or, or some other city. That's right. You know, I, we have uh, in-laws that live in uh, Cape May. We visit them. You know, how would I know where to go when I'm when I'm there? But uh, pull up the app, look for some stuff that's good, uh, got some good ratings and reviews, and I can I can find a park or a playground or a museum or someplace that, that kind of gets it. And using Kickstarter as the way to kind of really you know, push forward the development of this app. It, it, it We've talked uh, several times with people that have run Kickstarter campaigns for a variety of different things. But for you personally, how beneficial has it been to be able to use Kickstarter to kind of Kind of, I, I mean, I hate to use the to, the pun, but to get this kickstarted. That's right. Um, the it's so far we're into it about a week, uh, week and a half, and so it's going well. We're we're, we're sort of uh, three quarters, I think, of our way to our goal. Yeah. Um, our initial goal, which we'll we'll get the iPhone app. We hope to surpass that to build an Android app and um, and actually uh, produce some curriculums for businesses, which we could talk about. Yeah. Uh, for us, you know, there is a. There is an interest in um, in in the investing community in socially responsible projects now, mm-hmm. and um, but it's still small, and so it's very hard to tra- to raise funds for a project like this yeah. through conventional means, uh, you know, through venture investors, angel investors, and so forth. So the Kickstarter gives uh, a way to raise some money uh, directly from the community, from the audience you're serving, yeah, um, and it gives uh, you know a way to to actually test and see whether or not the idea is is interesting or valid. You had, you had actually tried to do some uh, a variety of different ways to to uh, fundraise for this. And the levels of success probably they weren't as good as you would hope they would be. Yeah, I, I think I um, I expected sort of the socially responsible um, early stage investing community to yeah. be a little more interested in what we were doing than they were. 
I think it's I think that part of the private investing community is young still, and so probably doesn't necessarily know how to evaluate uh, something like what we're doing. Uh, angel investors have been great, so uh, that's what got us started, uh, and now we're on to this Kickstarter. One of the things that we hear from uh, from other investors on the private side is. Have you done a Kickstarter? It's a validation point. It's yeah. a way. It's essentially it's like early revenue. It's people that sure. are voting with their wallets for what you're doing. Well, and, and with, with the amount of different types of projects that are being funded, I mean, heck, you've got Spike Lee doing you know funding projects on on, on sources like Kickstarter. People, you know, uh, uh, artists and music artists that are funding you know their their next album via that way. I mean, it's That's it's right. it's an unbelievable source right now. I think the crowdfunding space is fascinating, and uh, we spent really the last five or six months studying it to try and understand how to go about our Kickstarter, yeah. uh, which if, if folks are considering using crowdfunding for a project, I would say um, spend spend some time and understand the way the platform well, actually works. Why so? Because, I mean, it, it is a process, obviously. Well, I guess there's two things. One is for a project like ours, uh, where we're not producing a product that makes a good reward. It is sure, rewards-based yeah. crowdfunding, right? Yeah. So um, essentially, uh, if you're producing an album or an art piece or a film or whatever, you have digital assets that have a very low cost of distribution that you can give your backers. In a project like ours, we had to be more creative, and our and our rewards certainly, you know, are part <laughs> of the cost. So, They'll cost uh, ten to twenty percent of what we raise to, to fulfill the rewards because we don't, you know, they don't come from our app is free. So sure, we, yeah. You know, we could give it away, but it's still free. I saw one of them is an autographed card from your son, right? Well, that's right, Kirby. <laughs> my son Kirby uh, has. We call him the founder of Autism Village. I, yeah. I joke I work for my son now um, because you know he inspired this project. Yeah. And. Um, uh, and so it's fun to, to he's become a little bit of a personality at our uh, <laughs> at our kickoff event in in Devon uh, two Saturday Saturday before last. I think he was quite surprised with the attention he got. And uh, we have a bigger event coming at our midpoint in Valley Forge, uh, AutismDanceParty.com. Nice. And um, I'm sure he'll be surprised by the attention he gets there. Get the too. get the video camera ready for that one, right? That's right. That's right. We're pretty excited about it. When if if you reach your 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 uh, your goal for uh, getting the iPhone app, then what is the time frame for potentially getting that app up and running? I mean, are you at the point where you have a lot of the, 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 the functionality of the app ready to go? It's just you know, getting a lot of the, the 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 finishing touches put on it. Yeah, we we're partnered with a really interesting company out of uh, Norfolk, Virginia, called Concursive, and uh, we're using uh, essentially a box of social platform Legos that they offer um, called Connect. Mm -hmm. And through that relationship, they've given us you know an unlimited license to that to that platform. Hmm. Um, and we've been prototyping on the platform, and we've been wireframing the mobile app, uh, and we've got the data, sort of the back end piece done. We've got sure. some, uh, we've been gathering input from the autism community to, to sort of precede autism friendly places into the database. Yeah. So this really is about just finishing up the front end. Um, and as I said, the, the initial goal will, will solve uh, everybody's mobile now sure <laughs> so um if you're not you're in the minority <laughs> that's right so a web version of a product like this or a project like this doesn't doesn't get you very far you really have to do the mobile piece yeah so the first goal will get us the iphone piece uh we think we'll get there uh in the next few days uh we're at 30 of 38 as of this morning yeah. and um then uh, after that we should be able to raise enough more to do an android app 
And then our real hope is that we can raise enough more than that as a stretch goal to fund an online curriculum uh, yeah. for businesses uh, where the business owner and the staff of the businesses uh, can really uh, take some online training to understand autism and get a little certification as being autism friendly. What, what is, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, what is the, the need for businesses to be quote unquote autism friendly? Well, even with the high rate of, uh, of autism, it's surprising how many people um, haven't had that much exposure to it. So um, there, there's sort of two angles to this. One is is that uh, sometimes businesses find autistic, you know, autism families uh, somewhat disruptive, especially the younger children. Yeah. Uh, autistic adults maybe less so. So it's important for them to – there's an understanding and awareness thing so yeah. that they can identify that. The other piece is that um, the autism community goes out of their way. Uh, there's a lot of this word of mouth that I described. They'll go out of their way to patronize businesses and organizations, which have, which make a little extra effort to get it. Yeah, I would imagine. Then, I mean, it's it's probably a fairly tight knit community to begin with, uh, with the families that that are dealing with a child that has autism. But I would imagine that that in some respects, this app is an enhancement to that. You know, when when you have the ability to go to a business that that has that or to make connections with people that are dealing with that as well. It's it, it's just that next kind of step for it. Well, that's right, uh, Dan. And the platform that we're using, this is really just uh, the first the first trick, if you will, that, that we have kind of planned. Um, and we think it's, you know, it's obviously a very broad use case. There's 3 million U.S. families, 2 million Canadian families. North America, it's 5 million families. Mm. Um, and that's, and, and, the, and, you know, the kids are growing up and they're becoming autistic adults and stuff. Uh, the rate's about the same the rest of the world. So this was an easy use case that we felt a lot of people could adopt. Yeah. Uh, but our plan is really to build a specialized vertical social network just for the mm. autism community. Um, and that would include teachers and therapists and supports and so forth. And features would include uh, managing your teams. Uh, drug and seizure management and logging tools, yeah. um, both of those things kind of that address the HIPAA um, issues, which which is meant to protect us, but sure. kind of gets in the way sometimes. It does, yeah, yeah. Uh, with autism families, uh, a marketplace for goods targeted at um, autistic uh, people and children, weighted mm. blankets, these specialty products that tend to be cottage industry. Uh, we'd like to do um, a marketplace products that are produced by businesses that employ autistic adults to help the autistic adults nice uh, forums are in our are in our moderated forums are in our roadmap so you know th think of this as a specialized ver and you know private and secure where it needs to be sure yeah combination of facebook and microsoft sharepoint or something like that for the autism community that's great uh the website by the way is autismvillage.com uh which is developing out there and it, it's a, it's a fantastic website i did all of the pieces except one on the website, which I'm doing on Friday to take care of you to help you out on that, <laughs> but but it is it's interesting when I when I went and I looked at at the people that are all involved in you have a, a, an amazing wealth of knowledge from a variety of different sources that that are helping you put this together. A lot of people that in some respects are following the same path of, as you, uh, people that are in the corporate community, but have maybe either have a connection through you personally or a connection through autism that want to help and push this forward. 
Well, that's right. It's been um, humbling, really, Dan, for me personally. The um, the team is you know is world class. I and and uh, we really have one paid staffer on the project, right? Um, all the rest of the folks that you see are volunteering their time, and many of them very senior people. Some... Kirby's not the paid one, is he? No, Kirby's not the paid one. <laughs> Kirby's another volunteer. Uh, no, our app designer and uh, social media and graphics person Becky is uh, is our is our single is our lone paid staffer, and she's working well below. Low market rates, but uh, there's a great. There's been just I've had. Uh, it's a great team of uh, very senior people that are taking time uh, out of their own day uh, to help with this. Uh, we're talking with uh, Tougher Words, who's uh, uh, involved in an unbelievable project developing an app, and I guess the app will be Autism Village once it's once it's up and running. It will. That's the plan. We'll call it Autism Village. Um, as we develop other, um, as we develop other parts of the services, I explained there'll probably be single purpose apps for some of those things too. Eight four four Wharton eight four four nine four two seven eight six six is the number if you'd like to jump in the conversation and find out more about the app that uh, the Tougher is developing. Uh, certainly, uh, there are millions, as he mentioned, millions of people across the U.S. and Canada. All who may very, many of them may very well be listening to us right now on Sirius XM. If you'd like to give us a call, you're more than welcome to 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. I guess in the end, really, that there's so much information out there for people, but in terms of basically an aggregate place to find it, there just isn't that, is there? It's interesting. Uh, lots of people have tried to address that challenge, but there is an information overload, you know, issue. And oh. of course, uh, when especially early in the game, uh, when parents first get a diagnosis, uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of looking. Try, of course, they try and educate themselves, and it, yep. and that can be overwhelming. Uh, that's one of the reasons why in the future we hope to do sort of. Well, fo- well organized and focused, moderated sort of forums and stuff. Yeah. Um, certainly, there's an active community on Facebook. Uh, there's uh, the big autism organizations, Autism Speaks, Autism Awareness, have two million followers on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Um, and those organizations both try and do a good job of disseminating information. You know, each has a different a different purpose. Um, and so, you know, we don't, uh, we, with the Autism Village Project, we don't see ourselves as having any specific agenda. We're just here to support the entire, you know, community. We're the, so whatever it is, you yeah. can, you know, the, we're a vessel for that. I, I know uh, my friend Larry Menti, who, you know, is in the media here in the Philadelphia area, very much a, a big supporter of, of Autism Speaks. And, and uh, it, it truly is, I mean, uh, you have a lot of organizations that that are focused on one goal and whether that is a cure for autism at some point down the road or whether that's the management of it in the best way shape and form that's end, ending up being the, the the be all the end all goal yeah i mean it's hard when you do these these organizations i think to have multiple agendas you know sure, you have to yeah. focus and yeah. and speaks is uh, largely focused on cause and cure yeah. um stuff a lot of the autistic community doesn't Mind you, want to be cured. There, the, there's a phrase that you'll see uh, bouncing around in social media. I'm a person, not a puzzle, right? Yeah, that's and, right. And um, and so, really, our focus—that's what our focus at Autism Village is—is is really about, which is helping these folks to navigate the world and helping their families to navigate the world and be successful. We don't—we're not worried about changing them. <laughs> I, I, I would imagine that, and you know, I have three kids. Uh, they're they're uh, great kids, but I would imagine that your head spins 
in some respects. A lot of times when you get that first diagnosis, and as you said, you know, trying to uh, bury in a lot of knowledge about autism and, and what you need to do going forward. Yeah, the diagnosis uh, time is a very interesting time um, and, and probably worthy of, uh, of a program like yours over at the psych department. I mean, the, the issue is, right, um, the, uh, I talk about the future child, right? So as parents, when we have children, we all imagine um, on the day the child's born, we create sort of this image of a future child sure, yeah. who's a yeah. neurosurgeon yeah. Or, a, or a tech startup <laughs> major league CEO, baseball player, major, your... whatever it is, yeah, right? right. You know, we have this future Dan, this future tougher our parents did. Yep. And then, of course, you know, typical kids, neurotypical kids, um, I'm, I don't know if I'm one or you're one, but we'll pretend for a minute that we're neurotypical. Um, you know, we kill that future child off for our parents sort of over a period of 20 years. Yeah, and then we they do. Look, yeah. yeah. And then they look at us and go, well, you're not exactly what I expected, but I really kind of like you, you know, or, or not or whatever it is. But with uh, when you get an autism, when you get a special needs diagnosis, really of any kind, right, the future child dies immediately. Sure. Yeah. And um, and then parents go through a very similar process, I think, that they that they do when with a loss like that. Yeah. Um, and people deal with it differently. Some people, you know, focus on why, and that's and that's often what drives cause and cure yeah. focus. Uh, some people say, well, don't care, get on to tomorrow, and how do we, you know, let's how do we work from here? How do we make it better from here? Right. There's all different reactions to the diagnosis, is I guess what I'm saying. All right, eight four four Wharton eight four four nine four two seven eight six six is the number. If you'd like to jump in the conversation, find out more about the app that. Uh, that Tuffer is trying to develop right now. Rodney is in Farmington, Michigan, with a question. Rodney, welcome to Knowledge of Warden. Hi, thank you, thank you. Uh, I just want to say that this application is uh, a very awesome idea. And I just want to know, um, after the Kickstarter fund, how do you uh, sustain the funding level to, to maintain and sustain the application? Well, that's a that's an excellent question. There's a you know there are a number of revenue streams that essentially we've tried to identify um, to help the to help sustain the app. Um, specifically to this uh, this app, the program that I mentioned to offer trainings to businesses and sort of an annual certification, uh, Rodney would give us a um, a steady stream of income from many small and medium sized businesses that want to be autism friendly, want to train their staff. So um, it would be trivial compared to probably even a small business's a say a pizza shop advertising budget, yeah. maybe $100 a year. But um, with businesses like that all across the world uh, doing that and and us uh, updating the training and updating the certifications each year, um, doing you know door stickers like Zagat's does, this is an autism-friendly business, visual identifiers and stuff, that's that's the revenue stream that we hope will uh, we'll develop to sustain this particular piece of the, of the big Autism Village idea. Great, Rodney. Okay. You got it. Great. And I would imagine that that's a dual process, because if these businesses are involved in this training and this program, they're going to be getting back more than what they are putting in in terms of the relationship with the consumers and the consumers coming to their to their retail locations as well. Absolutely. And um, and and small businesses that um, that kind of are already in the got sort of get it and are in the community. Yeah. Um, they're they're having that experience. Uh, you know, dentist, uh, d dentistry for autistic oh, kids, yeah. real big issue. Um, believe it or not, just a haircut is uh, can be a huh. dramatic and traumatic uh, thing. And so um, those businesses that want to work with this population, this part of our population, um, they definitely will make back 
uh, orders of magnitude over the levels that we're talking about for the annual trainings and certifications. And and because of the fact that, at least right now, there is no cure for autism, this becomes uh, a a process that is not just a short-term need. This is a long-term, for the foreseeable future type of situation that, as you said, the ability to have this information aggregated in, in one app, in one location, for people all around the globe it is i mean the 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 possibilities here are limitless i would think yeah we think it we think it's going to be a really big help i mean we have challenges don't uh don't get don't get me wrong rodney's right that um, we've got to develop that revenue stream and probably before it develops we'll need sponsorships and different things to get us from here to there before we have before we have critical mass there um, and then of course critical mass of usage is a challenge too we'll need yeah. you know we'll need good adoption we've been working hard for the last 6 months our to identify through search and uh, through input from people that found out about the project uh, places in the database. But we'll need a lot of users to make this really tick. Well, I, I know personally, after tweeting out that you were coming on here, I've got like, like five or six people that retweeted my tweet. So, <laughs> you know, but that's that's the way you have to do it in this day and age. You have to really leverage social media, whether it be Twitter or Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever it might be, in order to be able to get that word out, get that knowledge out, because... There is more of a connection with people through social media when you're talking about something that that affects so many millions of people around the globe. There absolutely is. And that's back to your listeners that are thinking about running Kickstarters or Indiegogo campaigns, crowdfunding campaigns. Uh, Social media is both the the major driver. Remember, in these campaigns, uh, there aren't people sitting around on these sites just looking for places to spend their money. It's your job to drive the traffic um, that funds your campaigns. The other side of that is that the people that are participating uh, become your army of early adopters and your early users. Yeah. So actually, one of the things that we're about to do now that we're, we're approaching the goal financially, you know, we've been focused on financial participants in the Kickstarter, is as we come into Autism Awareness Month, we're planning on ro- rolling out, well, let's go back. Social media, of course, the Facebooks of the world, Twitter's yeah. of the world, they have they have business models of their own. Yeah. And that's the organic reach is going close to zero and, 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 and a share even doesn't reach as many people as it used to. Yeah, a, reach, right. a retweet doesn't reach as many people. So much like the ALS uh, project that used tagging sure, um, yeah. to, to kind of with the ice bucket the challenge. Yeah, with the ice bucket challenge because once you're tagged, you, you know, those, uh, those networks definitely present the material to you. Yeah. Um, we're going to switch gears now and we're going to, we have a challenge if we we can get 10,000 or more backers. I mean, I know that sounds nuts because we're at 350 now or something. Yeah. Um, but we have a challenge that, that after that, we have a family office that will give us a dollar per every backer. Oh, and that's that, great. And, and the reason that challenge is there is specifically because that family office recognizes that we need to focus as well on getting a lot of people in the campaign to drive the adoption or else the app will be stillborn. Yeah, right, right yeah. You know, we'll release it, but we won't have enough users. And so we're actually going to do, as we come into April, Autism Awareness Month, we're going to run a, we're going to add a $1 um, backer level because the money's not as important as the participation. Sure. And, um, and we're going to run a program called Tag 10 for Autism. And uh, if that's successful, hmm. uh, by the time we're four or five levels deep, you've got your 10,000 backers. Sure, oh, yeah. We really don't 
we're not as worried about the money as we were. We want people that will actually use the app to participate in the campaign. And so we're hopeful that we'll, 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 uh, we'll meet that, you know, that uh, challenge and that we'll exit the Kickstarter not just with money to build the app, but with the group of people that will be our, sure. army, our boots on the ground, our army of first Push users forward, of the app. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tougher Words joins us. Uh, as we mentioned, a friend of mine from high school, and uh, he is in the process of uh, a Kickstarter campaign uh, developing an app to uh, help uh, provide resources for those families that uh, are dealing with a, a child that has autism, if you have a comment or question, you're more than welcome to give us a call, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. You're listening to Knowledge of Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. You mentioned, uh, I mentioned you the, the blog because I had a chance to read a couple of the posts that you had, and the, the incident that happened with your son the other week, uh, just... I think we forget sometimes that that this is not like something that you worry about for eight hours a day and you can turn it off. I mean, this is this is twenty four seven three sixty five. Well, that's right. And you know? if you look at the uh, if you look at some of the things that autism parents are talking about line online and some of the memes that circle, you know, melatonin is a uh, yeah. is worshipped as a uh, um, as a as sort of a, a magic you know a magic potion. Yeah. Um, a lot of these kids don't need a lot of sleep either. So not only is it twenty four seven, but those of us who need eight hours of sleep are at it living a, on four. Yeah, are living on four. So in in our house. Um, you know, we with uh, Jana and I, we can do shifts and stuff. And yeah. if Kirby's if Kirby's having a night that he's you know up all the time, but you have to remember uh, the divorce rate in autism families is very high. Yeah, and so um, you know, there's there, again all stats are debated, but uh, some stats say that 50 percent of couples with autistic kids divorce by the time the child's five, and uh, it goes up to about 60 percent as the child approaches eight, ten years old. Mm. Um, so those are some stats that I'm familiar with. Others say, no, no, it's not that bad. But in any case, I can say from personal experience, uh, when uh, sort of Autism Village, the seed that germinated in Autism Village came to mind was at a school district planning meeting when Kirby was going from preschool to school age. Yeah. And I looked around the room and I saw all these, you know, essentially the obviously single moms that had come from their job. They had their kid, autistic child with them maybe a neurotypical peer with them. And, and I thought to myself, holy cow, there's a lot of single moms trying to make this work, trying to make ends meet. As you mentioned, it's very expensive to yeah. raise one of these kids. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, one of those families might have the, the, the kid that could really break out, go further than my son. Sure. I'm lucky because I'm, you know, we're happily married. We had a, my, uh, my income from the financial technology marketing that I was doing at the time, uh, senior marketer at Reuters and stuff. And I thought, but maybe Kirby isn't, isn't the one that can go, but he's going to get the resources he needs. Sure. Whereas, you know, so many of these single moms are just trying to get through the day. And, and as you mentioned uh, as well, the fact that the, the relationship between the parents and the schools it, it is v very tenuous at times as well right. because of the, the funding issues that a lot of school districts have. And, you know, obviously it does require a, a, a strong financial piece in order to have the right programs and the right uh, facilities and the right, you know, backing to be able to take care of uh, kids with autism when they're in school programs. 
it's an immense burden on the school district, you know, school systems, the public school systems. And as a result, you know, they're, as they should be, you know, they're dealing with a, a difficult conflict, right? right. Well, they, um, it's, it still is a smaller portion of the population um, that's demanding a large amount of, of uh, financial support yeah. from them. And that's taking away from programs and for the neurotypical kids in the broader sense and in schools that are already struggling with funding. So the school district, the school district relationship is tough. It really is. And parents have to be advocates. And the, your ability to be a, an advocate, um, you know, determines really the outcome or, or, or the result, what you're going to get for services. Yeah. And as a responsible thinking adult, it is tough for me because I know that every dollar I fight for for my kid is a dollar that's coming out of, you know, the, 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 tip, the program. for and, the- and the same thing is also the fact that the funding, you know, from places like the National Institutes of Health, you know, that funding for autism is just a drop in the bucket compared to... The, you know the total budget that they have. That's right. The problems, you know, it's the problem is the population is whether it's by a better diagnosis and identification or increasing birth rates, you know, is exploding, and the costs associated with it are also exploding. And that's not just for the families, but it, as you say, for the districts, you know, across the board. Yeah. One of the interesting challenges that the population has is is that. Uh, when uh, when the kids hit 21, all of that support goes away. Sure, yeah. And it's all on yeah. the parents after that. Yeah. So there's also a component of can parents save. All right, so let's give people the information. The website is autismvillage.com. Correct. Uh, you can go on there, like it on Facebook, t- retweet it, get it out there. And then if you'd like to make a donation to your Kickstarter campaign, you can do that as well. That's right. And then the hope is then within the next f- – you, you hit the barriers – that you want to hit next few months, you'll have the app up and running? Yeah, we expect by summer we should have the app released. That's that, right. That's fantastic. And even if folks don't want to go to the, uh, don't want to contribute to the Kickstarter, we encourage them just to uh, check out the video and stuff. We worked really hard on it, and we and, hope you like it. And, and all you have to do is go to the, the staff page and look at the picture of Kirby. That's right. And, and if you don't want to donate after that, <laughs> then you're cold-hearted. <laughs> well, you just can't do that. He's featured in the video, so. Yeah, that's right. Uh, great to see you again. Anything I can do to help. Let me know. Appreciate it, Dan. You got it. Tougher words. Uh, The uh, website is autismvillage.com. Talk a little bit about people giving their time, and obviously this is a a real-life experience as well. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.